Well, good morning, my friends. It's Thursday, December 31st, and um, we are in our series of on um, the Passion of Jesus Christ by the book of the same name by the author John Piper, who is a tremendous uh, theologian. Um, we're back in our Isaiah portion of Scripture. Remember Isaiah 53, 10, uh, 3 through 10. You're going to come become very familiar with this. This is the, the story of the suffering servant. The Jews believe that the suffering servant is actually Israel, uh, but we as believers believe that it is about the Christ, the Messiah. And so in in uh, our our talk here, now we're going to start to get into the reasons, and um, Piper lists 50 of them, the reasons that Jesus came and was born, and the reasons that he gave his life for us. Isaiah chapter 53, 10 says, yet it was the Lord's will uh, to crush him and to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offering uh, and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in the land. We see the providence of God in this. We see the plan of God in this. We see uh, the crucifixion in this. And we also see the resurrection where it says he will see his offspring and prolong his days. So the life of the Messiah would continue. So there is this um, there is this prophetic perfect uh, prophetic look towards the future. Um, So one of the main reasons that Jesus came is to absorb the wrath of God. Jesus didn't just come to remove our sin. He came to pay the price for that sin, and to do that, he needed to absorb the just and righteous um, wrath of God. Let's, uh, let me read to you some of what Piper has to say about this. It's so good. Um, if God were not just, there would be no demand for his son to suffer and die. If God were not loving, there would be no willingness for his son to suffer and die. But God is both just and loving. Therefore, his love is willing to meet the demands of the justice. There has to be this love and there has to be this willingness and there has to be this justice. Um, Deuteronomy 6.5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, and man doesn't do this. See, we glory, we glory, and we glorify the things that we truly love. And the, 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 the amount that we uh, glorify them or the amount that we put our time into them shows how much we love them. You know, you can't justify your calendar and say you love work more than you love your family. But there are times when people actually are workaholics and they do love work or they love play or they love alcohol or they love drugs or they love whatever it may be. And sin is not small. Because it is not against a small sovereign or a small individual, our sin is not against one another. It's against God. David said, I have sinned against you and you alone. We don't, we, we hurt people. We break people's hearts. We, we, we do uh, hurtful things to people, but we only break God's law. And so that's the seriousness of the law is that we've broken his law. The seriousness of the insult rises from the dignity of the one who is insulted. But so those are great words from Piper and so true. And they'll help us to understand the depth of uh, our, our sin when we understand the 
individual God who has placed those commands or those responsibilities in our life. And again, the reason that God has done that is for our own good. The creator of the universe, Piper says, is infinitely worthy of respect and admiration and loyalty. Therefore, failure to love him is not trivial. It is actually treason. It defames God and destroys human happiness. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. It goes on to tell us the good news that Christ died for us. He pays for that. But what do we earn? The wages, underline wages in Romans 6.23. What do we earn for sin? We earn death. It's spiritual death. And it has to be paid for. It's going to be paid for either with our lives in eternal separation from God, or by the acceptance of the price that Jesus paid when he absorbed the wrath of God on your behalf and on my behalf. Ezekiel 18, 4 says, the soul who sins shall die. God doesn't hide anything from us. God doesn't say, hey, it's okay, or he winks at it. God doesn't say, or take bribes and say, you know, he can get away with it, she can get away with it, but you know, overall, you're, you know, you can't, no, no. Everybody is on a level playing field when it comes to sin. In uh, Galatians chapter 3.10, it's really a quote from Deuteronomy 27.26. It says, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by the, all the things written in the book of the law and to do them. And what is the curse? It's the wrath of God. And so God provides this um, um, cleansing. God provides this opportunity for us not to live any longer under the curse. And what is that uh, that he provided, he provided his son, Jesus Christ. Um, Galatians chapter 3 and and verse 13. Uh, grab your Bibles, turn there. I've read some scriptures that I have written down, but I want to, I don't want to ever get away from turning pages in scripture. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, there's a couple verses I want to read there. Galatians 3.10 and Galatians 3. 13. Galatians 3.10, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, curses everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So there is this uh, curse that re- uh, remains, even for those who are just trying to do their best to keep the law, because the law cannot cleanse us from uh, a sin. Uh, verse 13 of that same chapter, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree, and that comes from Deuteronomy 21, 22 through 23. If you go to Deuteronomy, you can write this down and go there. You'll see this. It's about disobedience by, uh, like by a son. And, and, and when there was disobedience to the son, the family member, the father, could have him taken to the elders. They will drag him outside of the city. And for that disobedience and for his sinfulness, he could be hung on a tree. He could be killed. And that's why when, when uh, Jesus comes and he actually gives his life upon a tree, it was, it was so hard for the Jews to see him as not cursed and therefore to look at him as Messiah. But the ones that came close to him and the ones that listened to him and the ones that began to understand that he was actually paying the price for all sin, not for his sin because he was sinless, they began to understand the reality of the cross. Uh, Romans chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are all equal 
at the foot of the cross and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We've all sinned, but but redemption is available to each and every one as well. Verse 25, God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement or propitiation through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance, he had left sins um, uh, committed beforehand unpunished. God gave this grace period where he didn't deal with those things, but there came a time, Galatians chapter four and verse four, in the fullness of time, God sent his son born under the law, to, to, to bring about the end of this law and to bring about the grace of God. And God, in his perfect timing, brings Jesus Christ into this world. And what was the reason that God would do it? First John chapter 4, verse 10, in this is love. In this is love, not justice, not judgment, but all of it is in his love that he... Um, loved us so much, but uh, let me read that again. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be um, the wrath-absorbing propitiation for our sins. What's propitiation mean? Uh, it is the substitute. Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ steps up onto the scene of all eternity and takes the punishment that was, that was due to you and I. He absorbs it. He does not just cancel the wrath. Understand that. God did not send Jesus to cancel the wrath. He sent him to absorb the wrath of our punishment. And Jesus knew all um, up front. And Jesus said yes to the plan. Jesus was a part of the plan for him to one day give his life for you and I. So what is the, what do, when we begin this series and we talk about the reasons, the 50 reasons that, that Jesus came and Jesus was willing to suffer and Jesus was willing to pay this price, he suffered and died to absorb the wrath of God that was rightfully ours to absorb. And he stepped into the middle of it and he said, I'll pay the price. Romans chapter 5, eight, God loved us so much that Christ loved us. God loved us so much that while we were still in our sins, Jesus died. He didn't wait for us to clean ourselves up because we can't do it. But while we're in the ugliness of our sin, Jesus came, Jesus died. And he stands at the door of your heart and mine and he knocks and he says, will you accept the free gift of my love? It's free to us, but it definitely wasn't free to him. For he absorbed the wrath of God for my sin and for yours. Let me pray for us in Numbers chapter 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.